What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Between Two Tackles. I'm your host, Alex Spinelli, and alongside me, as always, is Ray Volo. No Dino tonight, unfortunately. He's you know he's got a little boo boo. He's feeling a little under the weather. So me and Ray are gonna two man. Ray, this is the moment we've been waiting for all summer. We're kicking the can with the class of 23. We are already looking to the class of 2024. We got the summer scouting. And we're starting with the quarterbacks. How are we feeling? Dude, I was really pumped up when we decided to actually start doing this this year. Um, it got me really excited just for college football in general. And these quarterbacks are really fucking good, really interesting. I think there's going to be a lot of, little bit of variance between us two, which I'm excited for. I'd love to be able to duke out some ideas, you know? Yeah, I agree. This quarterback class is definitely interesting, especially at the top. We will get to those guys, but let's start right at number five for you. Who you got at number five? This was an interesting one. Like I think before we started recording, I told you I wasn't really even planning on watching him, but Jordan Travis from Florida State comes in at number five for me. Uh, six foot one listed at 201. I think you have to assume those are pretty generous uh, listings. So he's a little undersized, but his mobility is really something else. He's made for this modern game. He's at his best outside the pocket, but just his ability to uh, escape the pressure is at uh, almost an elite level. For someone and for someone with his size too, not only is can he escape, he's not, he's not afraid to stand in the pocket and take a hit and deliver a strike. That one throw against, I believe it was LSU, uh, for a touchdown in the red zone. I think it was uh, the D tackle who got drafted this year, Roy. It may have been, uh, literally headbutted him. He, like just ran up to him and headbutted him, and he threw a perfect dime into the corner of the end zone. Really impressive stuff. Uh, I think he's just made for this modern game outside the uh, numbers. I want. I feel like he he's someone that you want to get on the move, let him go quick quick throws, and he's not he's got some pretty good touch down the field too. So he he can air it out. He's got a real quick compact delivery, and then um, what I really like about him though, like I mean, spoiler alert, Bo Nix is not in my top five, but someone like him, he's just taking shots down the field left and right, just throwing it throwing it up for grabs for the most part. What I like about Jordan Travis is when he sees something underneath in a tight window, he's very confident and very deliberate about it. He's not afraid to try to fire one in and in between like a linebacker and a corner when, when he's double teamed like in a zone coverage. So I really like that about him. Uh, some of the negatives about him, like I mentioned off the rip, he's a little short, a little small. He's definitely going to have to get a little bit thicker it, just based on his play style too. If he wants to hold up at the next level. And then another negative, he just holds like, this is like a very common negative that's going to be on this episode, but just holds the ball way too long, man. Some of these kids, some of these quarterbacks, just they try to play hero ball and they'll get out because their escapability is so elite. They'll get outside the numbers. They keep their eyes downfield, which I really like, but you have to just know when the play is dead, get rid of the ball, and don't take a hit. He's still working on that. He'll t- he'll wait till the very last second before he tries to get rid of it, and he still gets uh, a couple bodies on him. So that's something that's going to have to get cleaned up. But overall, I think right now, like a, a late day two early day three prospect some really nice traits the mobility is something that's gonna be really enticing he's played a lot of football i think he's played in 35 games already so really see how i'm really excited to see how this last year uh he does because florida state's got a lot of expectations down there too so in an acc that's wide open if he can win that acc and get into the playoffs his draft stock will definitely rise yeah i know we were texting this past week about jordan travis i was really impressed with him i thought i would have him higher but after continuing to watch some of these guys I ended up having him at number seven. Um, I'm going to get to that Bo Nix comment, by the way, because I got a stat that'll that'll uh, throw you throw that argument for you. Um, so, but I have Jordan Travis at seven. Um, but honestly, I had all these guys from my number three 
down to Jordan Travis here at number seven. I had them 0.3 points away uh, for all those guys. So there's a big muddled mess for me in the, in this mid tier. Um, I think you really hit the nail on the head. The things I really like about him too protects the ball. Uh, only had eight turnover worthy plays all last year. I feel like he rarely ever puts himself in a bad position uh, for a turnover. I also really liked, I noticed almost on every third down, he is throwing to the sticks. He's a really heady player in that sense. He knows where the sticks are. He knows where, when he needs to get the first down. And even when he takes off, um, he knows when to get down and get that first down. Uh, you said it uh, too with his legs, dual threat quarterback, 533 rushing yards, seven touchdowns. He's a nightmare in the open field. He's super shifty, super quick. It's hard to take down even for a guy who's only 212 pounds. Um, so I really like him too as a late day two, early day three guy. The physical limitations, like you said, are, are going to be an issue for him too. He's got to put on some weight. Um, he looks slight right now, and uh, that's not going to help him at all in, in the NFL. He just gives me off like a little a mini Jalen Hurts, Hurts kind of vibes, like a different type of, type of runner. He's going to more run around you than run through you. And obviously he's a little bit more compact, but similar throwing motions and just, I feel like just similar mentality in the uh, gameplay wise. Right. Um, some of the other, the other negatives for him, uh, I kind of see him the same way um, with that frame. He needs his whole body to, to throw these deep shots. Um so he doesn't have, he doesn't have the biggest arm and some of these tight windows that can be uh, a little bit easier for guys who have really good arms. Uh, he can struggle with he relies a little bit more on his touch than his velocity in those tight windows. So can't always get the ball there when it needs to be. But I was super impressed. And like you said, this team, this Florida State team is going to be very, very good this year. So if he's going to be on a national stage, he's going to have a lot of opportunities to increase his stock. So I like Jordan Travis where you got him at five. I got him at seven. Um, I'll get into my number five. Now I got Bo Nix here at five, right? Roll your eyes one more time. No, no I, right? I thought, I thought you were going to say panic. So I'm, I'm a little surprised by that. Um, yeah. I, I have Bo Nix at, at five. Um, I was honestly pretty impressed when I watched him. Maybe not was, is impressed the right word. Um, I didn't know what to expect really coming in. We had seen a couple games of him last year, and we had watched a bunch of him at Auburn where we did not like him at all, but I felt like he was a completely different player this year. Honestly, I felt like of all these guys last year, maybe besides the top two, really improved his stock this past year. I think he's a pretty high-floor player at this point in his career. He's pretty advanced in reading defenses pre-snap. You see it a lot. He knows where the ball needs to go. Um, I think he really improved his decision-making this past year. That was a big knock at him when he was at Auburn. Um, so I really like to see that growth as he continues. He's good under pressure. He knows when to find his check down, um, and he can scramble to make a play. He's a good athlete. doesn't try to force anything when he's not there. I really like that. He also throws with really good pace, especially towards the, intermit the intermediate part of the field throws with different arm angles throws with different velocity and different touch. Um, so I really like that. And then his arm and his feet uh, fundamentals are just awesome. I think they're arguably the best of this bunch. They work really, really smoothly, really in tandem. Um, so I really like the way he looks like a natural at the position. Um, for me, some of, some of the negatives, um, his arm strength, it's okay. It's nothing to write home about. Um, I think a lot of people were touting his, his arm strength when he was coming in. 
I didn't really see that. It might be uh, just a case of the offense that they're running at Oregon because, honestly, he didn't take too many deep shots, like you said. I was looking at uh, how many deep throws he had last year, over 20 yards. Caleb Williams, Drake May, and Michael Penix all had 100-plus more attempts than him last year. So um, it, it might be just a product of, the, of this offense that they're running at Oregon where you don't get to see it, but I'm, I'm hoping that he, you know, lets it rip a little bit more this year. Now he feels comfortable fully in the system. Um, I think the offense that he, that he ran, like, kind of like I sang, it, it's dumbed down. It's easy throws, um, a lot of short yardage. His processing is good, um, but he likes to see guys open rather than throwing them open right now. Um, so that's a big thing for me is just continuing that anticipation, um, which I think he will start to get more as he gets more comfortable in this offense in year two. But I was pretty impressed with the player. I think he has easily solidified himself as a solid day two guy. Um, We'll see how, if that carries over this year, but I I was pretty impressed. Honestly, I thought I would have him much lower, but I got him at at number five. Where'd you have Bo? I had Bo at seven, uh, ironically, but yeah, we see this guy completely different. It's kind of hysterical to think about. Um, I really like his deep ball. I like his arm strength. I think his deep ball has tremendous touch and accuracy downfield when he does take the shots. Um, he's, I mean, on the positive notes, he's he's made for off script. I don't even know if like like Jordan Travis is someone that I want to design to get out of the pocket. This guy thrives in the chaos, and I think almost to his detriment. I'll get to that in a little bit, though. He's nearly impossible to sack. I think he had, he got sacked for the first time like week 10 or something like that when I was watching uh, his tape against, I want to say it was Washington. So, so he's really shifty inside the pocket. He's not afraid to get out. Uh, I mentioned the excellent touch on the deep ball. I, what I really like is that he knows when to uh, when to slide when he runs too, which I think is, that's a really underrated trait in today's NFL. You got to know when you can't take a hit. He's never he's, he's shifty. He's a good athlete, and he's not afraid to just get down. But on a third and two, He's not afraid to try to lower his shoulder and run over someone, which I really like. Uh, and just one thing I know is just really good at, I think you mentioned diagnosing pre-snap. And just on top of that, he knows when to, and he executes really well back shoulder fade opportunities. I think so he many. Sees, he sees one-on-ones really clearly, and he and he has a really good touch on his ball. I think that works really well for his uh, for those back shoulder uh, fade plays. Uh, negatives, you mentioned it. I think he throws people when they when they are open as opposed to leading them open. I want to see him throw with a little bit more anticipation. And I just think I think his when you said his his uh his feet and everything are in line, I see I think the complete opposite. I think his feet are kind of I think he tries to he feels the pressure a little bit too much. And he's I think he throws so well in those uh awkward arm angles and just not having his base underneath him where like he's it's kind of like Zach Wilson. Like he'll just make it happen when he, even when he doesn't need to, I'd like to, for him to keep his base under him a little bit more and look to maneuver the pocket as opposed to break out of it. And then I, we mentioned the pre-snap his ability to read the field. I think when the play is going, he doesn't see the play all that much. I think when he has it in his head that he wants to take a shot, he's going to take it when there are some underneath stuff open when that he could just take a positive note and just get the first down and move on. Right. Hey, this is why we do summer scouting. This is where we get the differences of opinions. Well, it's funny because we have different opinions on, um, I guess, like some of the traits. But overall draft range, I think we pre- see him pretty similar. Similarly, you're seeing him as like a day two guy. I see him as maybe like an early day three guy. So we're not that far off. Yeah. And I, I think I, I gave you the comp yesterday. When I was watching him, you hear that fucking fire? I'm crazy, but in the background. Um, when, when I was watching him, 
uh, it might just be the product of the offense that he was in, but he reminded me so much of Alex Smith when he was on the Chiefs. Now, maybe that's a, a bit of an overreaction. Maybe that's his his ceiling, which honestly, if, if that's his ceiling, that's a good player. That, that That's a player that gets you to the playoffs. That's a first-round uh, pick. That's so um, I, I really liked what I saw from him. I thought he was a pretty high floor player um, because of, like you said, um, his ability to play off script. And I think he's a pretty mature player and he knows what he wants uh, pre-snap now. Um, so I, I liked him. I, I thought uh, he has a lot of room to grow still, but I think he he set himself up really, really well for this upcoming season. Uh, right, to counter, he, to, just to counter that, I see him as a bigger body Johnny Menzel with less talent and no off-field baggage like him. So <laughs> that's my comp. I like it. All right, who you got at number four? Um, I'm going with the once Buckeye, now Longhorn, Quinn Ewers. Uh, five-star recruit. I mean, reclassified a year early to join Ohio State, number one overall. And then I think he played one snap maybe. I think I missed it. And he transferred <laughs> over to – he went back home to Texas where he was originally uh, committed to. But he played 10 games last year. He got – he hurt his shoulder versus Bama, which he was having a really good game. But his final stat line was t- uh, 2,177 yards, 15 touchdowns, six picks with a 58% completion percentage. So a little bit lackluster to say the least. But he's he's a true pocket passer, and his arm talent, it just shows why he was the number one overall recruit. Sure, his mechanics are kind of abysmal and all over the place, but – he does not need an inch to get the ball downfield. He he throws sometimes like when he's like off the ground, he still gets it twenty yards downfield with ease. So he's he's got truly elite arm talent. He's got a weird funky three quarters delivery where he just doesn't even follow through too. So I'm curious to see if uh, the coaches at Texas try to uh, refine that a little bit, or if they're just gonna let him be him. That's one thing I'm looking forward to uh, this coming year. But. Uh, Pure pocket passer, like I said. He has the ability to layer the ball in the second level really nice. Uh, CJ Stroud-esque. He, he's not afraid. He knows how to get over linebackers above the safeties, which I really love. That's something that I feel you can't really teach. It's some, That's a, a touch that you just either have or you don't, and he, he has First it thing definitely. I wrote down. Yeah, re- has mm-hmm. it definitely. Um, clean footwork shows the, boover, the ability to move or the, maneuver the pocket and keep his eyes downfield, which I really like. Uh, and his deep ball is really nice. He had a, one or two of them against Alabama that should have been caught that I was just in awe about, like jaw on the floor. So he's got all the talent in the world, but like I said, those mechanics, really, really funky. I feel like NFL teams are going to uh, ding him for that really well. And then um, uh, obviously inconsistent accuracy because of those funky mechanics. He can tend to overthrow the ball a lot. Just he doesn't, He's not throwing with his base underneath him. He's all arm and it can sail a little bit. And then he just needs to be smarter and limit the turnovers. Some of the he had some really ugly interceptions last year. There was one that he tried to throw the ball away and just didn't get there. And it was like an easy pick. It was like a punt almost. So he's just got to be a little bit smarter and just play within himself. But this is a big year for Quinn. I'm really excited to see him. This Texas team is loaded. I think their offensive line's a lot better this year. You still have Worthy. You still have that tight end there. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. But a lot of talent surrounding him. So I think it's it, last year it was kind of Bijan's team. This year is going to be Quinn's team. So he has all the room in the world to uh, really raise his draft stock and enter that top three conversation and make it a three uh, three headed race. Right. Uh, yeah, and I, I think I don't think he's in that that conversation with those top two guys, but I have him at number three right now. Um, 
I really like everything he said. He's a gunslinger in every sense of the word. The Matt Stafford, Philip Rivers s type of thrower. Um, and you said it, the layering of the ball in between the linebackers and the safeties. That was the first thing I wrote down. Just stuff you don't, you can't teach. He just has that touch. Um, like he was born to play the position, honestly. Like he's playing uh backyard recess kind of kind of football. Um, got a strong arm, like you said, can make every throw, especially with pressure in his face. He is tough as shit. He stands in the pocket and waits as long as he can, and he can still deliver the ball 60 yards downfield with guys in his face. It's really, really impressive. Really comfortable throwing from the pocket. Doesn't really like to break and make plays, even though when he does, um, I think some of his most special plays and some of his best throws are actually on the move because he, he just had he just has a gift with his arm. He's got an elite arm talent. Um when he's when he's locked in, he's crafty when he leaves the pocket. Um, so I really like that. Like you said, this is a big year for him. Xavier Worthy back, Jordan Whittenham back. Those two guys are going to be massive for him. And I think he does take this next jump. Because, like you said, he hasn't played a lot of football. Didn't play when he was at Ohio State. Yeah, didn't play his senior year of high school. So he still has a lot to learn. So I'm thinking that this offseason is big for him and Sark, especially with them bringing in Arch Manning. I'm sure he was feeling some pressure with everybody calling Arch Manning the the next chosen one. Um, So I think he's going to take his game to the, the next level. So me putting him at three here was big projection for me, but I think he's going to do it this year. Um, some of the, some of the negatives, you said it, the, the consistency. And honestly, it's from throw to throw sometimes, and it really makes you scratch your head. He has so much arm talent. He makes one throw. You're like, holy shit, nobody in the country, maybe besides Caleb Williams, can make that throw. And then you see it the next play where he looks like he should be playing JV football. Um, so it's, it's really frustrating to watch that play to play. So he needs to hone in on, on that consistency. The arm angles also, like you said, it, it causes erratic balls. It, it just does. I think he's just got to ride that out though. I think a lot of it stems from his lower half though, not always being set. Cause you've seen guys who are gunslingers like that, who throw from weird arm, arm angles, but if their feet are set, it doesn't really matter what the up top portion is doing for them just because they're so comfortable throwing that way. So I think he's got to work on his feet a little bit, get it more set. Um, and then he's a smaller quarterback. He's only 206 pounds. He needs to put on some some weight to that frame, especially in the lower half. His legs are skinny as fuck. Um, so I'm a little bit worried about that. Um, and then the last thing I had, he's not much of a threat with his legs, but I actually do think he's a decent runner when he does take off. Um, he can make plays out in the open space. So I would like to see him, you know, if the play isn't there, don't force a ball, go and get five or six yards and, you know, live to see another down and then go make a play when it's second and five, third and five, after you just picked up a few. So I think he needs to do a little bit of more of that this year. Um, but the consistency obviously is, is the big thing for him because he has all the talent in the world to be in this top three. Yeah. I mean, I think that sums it up perfectly and the time to take a little chance with your uh evaluations and predictions i guess is summer scouting so i love how right. you have them up there uh, i think i'm gonna have a little bit of a a surprise in that my next pick too but uh, go with your number four before i go to my number three all right uh my number four is michael Penix jr um is 
going to be 23, almost 24 by the time the draft comes around. And everybody knows the injuries are the big concern with him. He's had four different injuries, including two ACL injuries. The weird thing is, though, he's had these two ACL injuries and he's had this clavicle injury, but it doesn't it hasn't seemed to slow him down last year. He still looks like he moves really well. He throws the ball really well still. So obviously you don't want your quarterback going in with an an extensive injury history like he has, but it hasn't seemed to affect him, especially last year. So this year, this year's big year for him to stay healthy, obviously. Um, but I really liked what I saw from him. I, I liked him when he was at Indiana too. Uh, he's really comfortable moving around the pocket. He likes to step up. He isn't afraid to take a shot uh, when pressure's in his face. He keeps the ball out of harm's way, arguably better than anybody in this class. Always gives his, his receivers a shot to go up and get it. Only had seven turnover-worthy plays all year. Um, I thought this was a really impressive stat. This actually came from the Stock Exchange boys. Um, he was 40 for 68 on 10 to 19-yard throws outside the numbers. So those really tough throws outside the numbers in the NFL, 59% is really, really impressive with over 600 yards from those throws. So he can make all the NFL throws that you need. Um, he moves linebackers and safeties really, really well using his eyes. He's a very mature player in that sense. Obviously, he's played a lot of college football. Um, and he's got a strong, compact throwing motion. He It's a little funky, um, but he's got he's got good arm strength. So uh, he'll, he'll get it there when, when he needs to. So some of the negatives I, I have for him, obviously, the injuries and the age um, are going to be the two big questions. Uh, and then I have the weird lefty mechanics. Um, he's a sidearm thrower, and the feet come open when he starts to deliver the ball, and that can hurt his accuracy. It's kind of weird. He, like, opens his hips up too quickly before he's getting ready to release. Um, so just want to clean up that, that stuff in the lower half. And then when he's throwing off platform, especially when he starts to move out of the pocket, it's weird because he's got a weird release point. So he loses accuracy because of that and doesn't always have the cleanest throwing motion. But when he's set and he's clean in the pocket, he delivers the ball about as good as anybody in, in this class. So I really liked Michael Penix. Um, hopefully he has another uh, injury-free season this year and uh, can keep it going to the NFL. I, I mean, Penix was six for me, and I I know I talk a lot of shit about him, but I really do like him. I, I just think he's kind of being uh, unfairly overrated in, like, the first round talk. I know some people compare him to Tua. I think where he is for me personally and where he ends up, I think he's going to be a back end of the day two, front end of day three, and he's going to be a spot starter and elite backup, kind of like in the Teddy Bridgewater mold. But I think you said it perfectly. He This guy is a true, true pocket passer. Like, you, I don't want him running outside the numbers. That's not his game. But I love how he climbs the pocket and maneuvers yep. it. And he's not afraid He's not afraid to take a shot. The, I love when he when he steps up, it actually gets, gets me pumped up. I'm like, okay, let's go. Because you don't see that too much in college football anymore. A lot of the quarterbacks are drifting back as opposed to stepping up into like the fire. The fire. I fucking love that. But – the three quarters release, it is a little loopy. I feel like it's not the most compact. And I don't think he has the strongest arm, but it's enough. He's a, he's a finesse passer. And I think what I wrote down, I think it matches with your stat, is that he does he loves working outside the numbers, which is kind of weird because, like I said, he's does, he's not really a, a like a fire a flamethrower thrower. He's just more finesse guy, but he loves putting it over that uh, that corner in the cover too, like right in front of the safety and just dimes it there. Really nice, really impressive stuff. Uh, in that 
I said, and then like you, I think you mentioned it too. His eyes, he does. Like, I I almost think it's kind of predetermined. Like he knows he's hitting like a slot fade, so he's gonna look off the safety one way, then go. I'd like to see him kind of go through his reads a little bit more, but I do like how he predetermines to use his eyes to maneuver the defense. So he has kind of like an awareness to him in that regard. And then the negatives you mentioned: age, injury history, throwing motion, all that jazz. Um, and the, the fact that he's just a true pocket passer. He's like kind of like a, a fifteen year. 15 years in the past type of quarterback, which I personally don't mind, but I think he'll get dinged for that too uh, as the season goes along. So number six quarterback for me, I think he's going to stay in that range pretty much throughout the entire season. And I think he's definitely going to be, has an NFL future, just whether he's going to be viewed as a savior of a franchise or more of a, like a Kirk cousins kind of draft pick. Right. And this is another, this is a big year for him too. He's got talent coming back. He's got Romeo Duns. Who's who would have been a very high wide receiver draft pick this year uh Jalen McMillan is, is a good slot receiver for them I didn't even know he was uh eligible this year uh, oh Duns yeah yeah Interesting. um yeah so he can't it was, that was big for them that 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 he came back so another guy kind of like Quinn Ewers who's got a lot of weapons coming back um so big season for him coming up for sure who is you got it is the Pac-12 back dude I was thinking about it when I was watching one year him. when I was watching him and Bo Nix I was like who the fuck stays up for these like 10 30 p.m. games on the East Coast? Like, this is why we never watch these guys. Yeah. Also, the Pac 12 is fucking bullshit. But um, now we can say that with uh, with USC and, and UCLA joining the Big Ten. So weird. Yeah. Who you got at uh, who you got at three? I got JJ McCarthy from the team up north. Figured. It pains, pains me to say it, but I don't understand why people don't like this kid more. Uh, 6'3, 196. So he's super lean. He's obviously got to put on some weight, but he's got like an athletic frame to him where I think it's definitely doable. Uh, he's a four-star recruit at a uh, high school, 25th overall from Florida, three-sport athlete, played hockey, lacrosse, and football. And then this was his first year as a full-time starter on a, a team that's clearly a, it's a run-first team. They want to run the ball. And he 65% completion percentage, 2,700 yards, 22 touchdowns, five picks. And then he added 70 carries for 306 yards and five touchdowns. So he's kind of a dual threat guy. He's got the athleticism to make plays outside the pocket. I really love his throwing motion though. Very, I think he's probably got the cleanest throwing motion of the, of this group. I think it's smooth, very quick. And the ball really does jump out of his hands. He's not much. He's not a finesse passer. He, he throws fucking darts. He's a dart thrower. He's not one that's going to be like Michael panics and try to layer it over. Um, I think the athletic ability to escape and make plays is on par with the class. I think it's a trait that he has it may not be elite, but it's enough to make it work in the NFL. Like, I think, like I always say, NFL, you still need to pass. So he's not gonna be running for a thousand yards, but he can get out of the pocket and make plays, which I really like um, experience under center. I really do like that too. He, I mean, they work, he works under center predominant a lot in Michigan just because they're, they're such a run heavy team. He works out of eye a lot of NFL concepts, which I think will really help his, his transition to the next level and just good patience. Um, and he knows when to take check downs when needed. He, I think him not being the, the focal point of the offense kind of helped him learn that he can just, just dump the ball off and let his teammates do the work for him. I think a lot of the quarterbacks in this class are missing that trait and they try to make uh, too much happen. I think on the negatives, very, he's a little light. Obviously I said, he's got to add, um, he's got to add some weight, just to be able to hold up at the next level. 
his feet kind of go quiet and shotgun. I think under center, I like him a lot more where his feet are very consistent. They're clean and he delivers ball on time. But in shotgun, he kind of has a little bit of a Hackenberg to him where he'll just stand and throw because he has the arm strength to do it. So he's got to make sure that his feet are always awake and kind of just, just going through the motions every time. And I think this last negative is, I don't even think it's that much of a negative. And I think if he can turn it around this next year, he'll be talked about in this top three, but it's the deep, deep ball accuracy. A lot, he left a lot of yards on tape and it would kind of like just, just miss where like, I was like, Oh, like he almost had him, And he's like, kind of like left me a little bit disappointed. But if he can clean that up and just, if half cut half those into uh, completions, I think people are looking at him completely different. And he's in the talks of the top five, top three quarterbacks in this class. But overall, I think he's just built. He's just built like an NFL quarterback. I think he added, added 10, 15 more pounds, another year under his belt. He's still, he probably has the least, I guess maybe Quinn Ewers, but besides Quinn Ewers, he has the least amount of stars, I think, of the people on this list. So I'm really excited to see him uh, this year. I want to see him get a little bit more featured in this Michigan offense. Yeah. So you got you got McCarthy at three. I have McCarthy at six, so so just miss. And I actually did like him a little bit more than than maybe I led on to, probably like kind of coming kind of similarly with uh with you with Penix, but you said strong arm, ball flies out of his hand. It's pretty uh it's pretty impressive because honestly, at 196 he doesn't look that imposing, but ball jumps out of his hand. Um so we like that. Really good athlete, like you said. He's comfortable outside the pocket, extending plays. Um He's good runner, like you said. I, I he doesn't maybe do it as much as um, he should because I think he's pretty shifty in the open field, honestly. Um, but again, like you said, they're a run first team, so what doesn't always need to do that. And I think when he's clean, he shows good fundamentals, especially in in, in his top half. Like you said, looks like a natural thrower of the ball. So I really liked him. I think he's got a lot of room to grow, obviously, but. Um, but but he he definitely has some NFL traits. Um, some for me some of the negatives you said it. The deep ball accuracy was the first thing that I wrote down. He needs to work on the touch, uh, especially on the on the deep balls. You said he fires pretty much every ball. He doesn't have much pace um, or much feel on, on those deep balls. So getting a getting a little bit more consistent with that is a big thing for me. Some decision making is questionable at times. He forces some throws that he just doesn't need to, where, like you said, he does like to hit that check down. Um, sometimes he just forces it when he needs to just take the check down. Um, so cleaning some of that stuff up. Holds the ball pretty loose, though, when when he's when he's on the move. He had nine fumbles this past year, which was the most of anybody that I scouted. So just keeping two hands on the ball. Um, yeah, I, didn't know, I didn't know he had that many. I, he didn't lose nine fumbles. He fumbled nine times though. Um, I forget how many he, he lost. I, I thought I had it written down, but maybe not. Um, and then the last thing I had written down, this isn't so much about him. This is more about his situation. He really has the luxury um, of seeing the most eight man boxes that I saw. Honestly, it wasn't even close. And this year he's going to see the same Quorum's back. Edwards is back. He needs to take advantage when he's got one-on-ones on the outside, he needs to hit those deep shots, like you said, because um, he's going to see the heaviest of fronts compared to any of these guys. It's um, a really good point. I've really never considered that. That's yeah, point. so I, I think that was a big that was a big thing for me because like some of these these balls that he misses or so, some of these throws that he forces, he doesn't need to because 
he's not even being really pressured. Like defense is just playing the run um, and they want him to to throw against him. So I think he needs to make more of his opportunities this year. But like I said, he does have a lot of good qualities and a lot of good intangibles that will make him an NFL quarterback. Honestly, he surprised me uh, more than I, more than I thought, honestly, coming in. I thought I would have him much lower. Interesting. Right. He's, he's been catching a lot of hate, I feel like, in the uh, some of the draft community. I'm surprised by that. I think it's a lot of the Michigan stuff. I mean, fuck Michigan, but if I, if I can say it, anyone can. Come on. Yeah, fair enough. All right. We got two and one. I'm assuming we both have we both have the same. Who you got at number two? Yeah, I got uh, Drake May. I'm I was very impressed by him. I I, I don't have him that close to Caleb, uh, but a big year. Who the fuck knows? This is my type of quarterback. Six four two twenty. Uh, he's a redshirt freshman this past year, so only one year as a starter. But completed sixty six percent of his passes, thirty eight touchdowns, seven picks. And the stat that really surprised me when I was going back, he rushed for 184 times for 700 yards and seven touchdowns. So this guy was kind of a do-it-all type of type of player in the kind of a Josh Allen mode mold, rather. Um, really impressive. They, he went nine and three with uh, North Carolina. They lost to Clemson in the title game, so that's kind of a, a downer. But he he was pretty much this whole team. They lost a lot of pieces on offense this past year. It's pretty much just him and Josh Downs, and they just kept it going. This like without missing a beat um ideal height weight speed for the nfl this is how you built like want to craft a quarterback in the lab i feel like 220 plus six four so he's got everything uh elite arm talent he's kind of like quinn ewers where he doesn't need the his feet underneath him and the ball just flies off his fucking hands i love it he's another one though i love his touch uh, really knows how to layer the ball similar to, I mean, better than Quinn Ewers, I think, but it's a similar trait to CJ Stroud in the fact that he can get that shit over the middle and dump it perfectly over the linebacker in between the safeties and cover two. Fucking love that about him. Um, excellent ball placement for his receivers. On His receivers dropped, like, I want to say, like, 20 balls for him. So many. In- insane. I think, Every- I think it was 22. I think I had it written down as well, but it was just like there was there were he was making dimes and the receiver. I think it was number eleven. I'm not positive, but the guy just kept dropping the ball. I was fucking screaming at my TV. It's so annoying. But they left a lot of yards on tape for him. Um, and then just his ability to run is going to be such an asset for him at the next level, especially with that size. We all know this is how the NFL is going, but he's he's a legit legit runner. Like he's not just he's not just get out of the pocket. He's someone who can lower his shoulder and make a play. So. That's something that's really going to uh, be enticing to teams. And then on the negative, you mentioned it with JJ. Uh, I think ball security with him is the most uh, – is my biggest red flag. He's constantly – it's like Brett Favre. He's taking one hand off the ball, pump faking. And I think he had seven fumbles too. So he's constantly taking one hand off the ball to, um, try, I guess, try to sell a pump fake or I don't even know what he's doing. But definitely got to clean that up. Uh his throwing motion can be tightened up a little bit. That's just me being a little bit nitpicky. Um, another one, too, just because his arm is so strong, similar to Quinn Ewers, he doesn't always follow through, but he doesn't really need to. I just think sometimes he um, he does it when he can, but he just doesn't think he needs to. Where, like, as opposed to if you can't follow through, you can't follow through, you just got to make the throw. But sometimes he gets a little lazy and just wants to show off, I think, maybe a little bit. Uh, and then another one kind of needs to limit the hero ball. He holds the ball very long, but I mean it's the summer going to their final year. You would assume so. That's something that I feel like can be can be learned 
in this offseason. But I think you just got to know when the play is dead, live the fight another day. I think it's a, a, such an underrated trait in today's uh, game. Yeah, I was so impressed with, with Drake May, honestly. I watched him before. I watched Caleb Williams, and I was thinking, am I going to have Drake May, number one? And then obviously I watched Caleb Williams, and I said I can't do that. But I think you really hit the nail on the head, honestly. Pretty much all of my my points and strengths and weaknesses uh, are the same. The, the prototypical arm talent, I mean, he's got such a good feel as a natural thrower. He can fire it in when he needs to. Puts great touch on the ball, especially on his deep balls. Um, I felt bad for him because, honestly, that offensive line was so fucking Terrible. pathetic. <laughs> um, he's just constantly under pressure. So I also wrote down that he holds the ball a little too long trying to make the home run play. But, honestly, a lot of the times he had less than one second to throw the ball. So there, there are times where um, he's not anticipating pressure quick, quick enough. But also it might be a fact that defensive edges and, and defensive tackles are just getting in so fast that he can't even react that fast. Um, all, all the positives that you had, solid runner, his solid frame, I, I really like. Um, the family pedigree, I love. Whole family of athletes, obviously his brother, Luke May, hero at North Carolina. I think his dad played college. Dad played college football. His brothers all play college sports. He's the youngest of, of a few brothers, so we we always love that. Um, and then the only other really the real weakness that I had is that he he trusts his arm a little bit too much, and honestly, that happens a lot for these guys in college because they're just not in NFL systems yet, and he forces balls that he doesn't need to. But again, that might be the fact that his offensive line was so bad; he really didn't have anybody else to throw to besides Josh Down. So. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing him this year and seeing his growth and just seeing him continue to to push Caleb Williams for that number one spot. Because while I do think that Caleb Williams will be the number one player picked, I think it's going to be pretty close by the end of the year. I, I agree. I think I think it's going to be a two headed race. I think it's going to be these two. Um, I think and like we I think we were saying before. I think this past year I would have had Drake May be the number one pick. So. Like they they're both worthy, so I'm I'm very curious to see how this is going to play out. All right, all right. Let's talk about Caleb Williams. You go you first. Me to go? Yeah, you, you want me to go? All right. Um, I mean, what else can you say? This is this is an elite arm talent quarterback. He is can pretty much make any throw on the field that you want him to. He's an off platform assassin. This guy is absolutely ridiculous. Doesn't need much space. Doesn't need much room to make any throw that he wants to on the field. He absolutely destroys pressure and blitzes. That was the big thing that I wrote down. This is the thing I really, really love about him. His adjusted completion percentage against pressure um, was 66% and then 72, almost 73% against the blitz. He just lights teams up. You can't really blitz him. Um, So I love to see that. He's got a good feel between his touch and his arm strength. He throws a very catchable ball on almost every throw, he really gives his receivers a chance to go and make a play. Even if there's nothing there, he keeps the ball out of harm's way and puts it in places that only his receivers can get to. Um, His ability to escape the pocket is Mahomes-esque. He makes things out of nothing all the time. He's really good in the open field. He can make guys miss, even though he's not uh, such a dynamic runner. He's pretty damn good in the open field. Um, great leader, super tough. We talked about it. He played that whole 
Utah conference championship game on one leg and did as much as he could for that team, even though they, they ended up getting blown out at the end of the game. But he made some unbelievable throws in that game with one hamstring. And I'm pretty sure it was his left hamstring. So he was throwing basically right-handed, right-footed the entire game. So super impressive, um, just a natural at the position. Some some negatives for him because obviously he's not a perfect player. Uh, he's not the biggest guy, 6'1", 215. Um, so he's a little, he's a little shorter, but honestly, like some of these smaller quarterbacks that have come into the league, he knows how to find windows and lanes in between his offensive linemen. So I don't think that hurts him too much, but again, not the prototypical size. Uh, the big thing for me, he has a tendency to just drift backwards. Like we mentioned for a lot of these guys, it is a college thing, but, um, we've seen some of these NFL guys start to do it like, like a Patrick Mahomes, but when you're so talented, you can get away with it. But in the NFL, a lot of these players are going to be sacks uh, with edges running towards him. So um, maybe hanging in the pocket a little bit longer or quickly finding the check down uh, needs to be an area of improvement for him instead of just drifting backwards, trying to hit the home run ball. Um, and then he holds the ball pretty loose when he when he's extending plays. He's like one of those guys who runs with the ball in one hand, like after they get an interception when they're trying to run it back. Uh, that's kind of how he how he looks running in NFL, the open NFL field. street. Right. Uh, he had some fumbles this year, so I want to clean that up. Uh, and then, you know, he plays in the Pac-12. It wasn't the highest level of competition. This offense is pretty gimmicky, but those are nitpicky. This guy's going to be fine, and no matter what system he plays, honestly, you can build any system around him because he he's just that talented. He's he's an elite player. Yeah, I mean, you touched it up pretty. You touched on it pretty well. I think I just want to add, like, his escapability is probably the best I've seen from any quarterback. Just in tight windows, he moves like a running back with his feet. The, the some of the, some of the plays he got out of in the pocket, just like, but he keeps his eyes downfield while he's doing it too. It was actually jaw dropping. It doesn't make any sense to me. But that's going to be his number one trait, I think. And then you said his ability to just throw from so many different arm angles with such elite arm strength, too. It's just so impressive. I'm stunned he doesn't have a baseball background, to be honest. I, I've been looking it up for the last couple of days because he just seems like someone would be a baseball player, and I just can't find anything on it. So I guess not, but maybe it's just my buy, maybe thinking Mahomes and Murray, but he just looks like a baseball player to me. Um, and then I guess on the negatives, just since you touched on the positive so well, I I do think he can hold the ball too long. He does drift backwards, like you said, and just in this offense that is a little gimmicky, like you mentioned, he kind of throws people. He throws two open receivers as opposed to he doesn't throw with much anticipation. This offense, which it's annoying because I feel like he can do it. It's not something that I'm like overly worried about, but I just want to see more of it. Like I, I see a Stroud, for example, I feel like he threw with a lot of anticipation to throw guys open a lot more. I would I would love to see some of those concepts added into this U, uh, USC offense this year, but other than yeah, that, they, they they have a they have a ton of like looping wheel routes, so like yeah, the play so. actions that go from one side of the field to the other side, where he rolls right and then he throws all the way left across the field. Like those plays in the NFL just don't happen. Yeah, uh, so I, I agree. Some some maybe some some NFL concepts this year, like in Riley can install, but. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he's so damn good. It's, it's yeah, hard, I mean, to, and, hard to nitpick. I, guess, I know you touched on it too, but I think I have to just emphasize it. Like that Pac-12 championship game performance, I think that's pretty much, that may be why he's number one for me. That that toughness, he was literally playing on one leg when his team needed him the most and he was still effective and he was running the fucking football. It was unlike anything I've ever seen 
So he, he earned a fan that game, I think, easily. I I think that's when I bought into the hype officially, but I'm so excited to see this guy play this year. I hope I, – I feel like no – just from that performance, he's not someone – if they make a bowl game, I feel like he's not going to be sitting out. I feel like he's just going to be playing, which I love right. too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he played this year too against Tulane when, exactly. when, when they didn't need to. Uh, run, me, run me through your top five one, one more time. So we got one, Caleb Williams, two, Drake May, three, J.J. McCarthy – Four Quinn Ewers and five Jordan Travis. Nice. So I had Caleb Williams at one, Drake May at two, Quinn Ewers at three, Michael Penix Jr. at four, and Bo Nix at five. Who are who are some other guys that you watched that uh that piqued your interest a little bit? Um, that we haven't touched on. Cam Rising for me. I just I think he's gritty as fuck. Game manager. I really I wanted to try to find a place for him in my top five. Obviously, just I'm a fan <laughs> of him, but. Just doesn't really have the the arm talent for it, but he he's to me he's Gardner Minshew. He's someone that you you draft day three if you have to, and you got a backup for the next ten years who's tough as shit and it can uh, run an offense. So I really like him. And then one more guy I'm really looking forward to seeing this year, uh, Garrett Schrader from Syracuse. He's another one six four like two thirty dual threat guy. He can run, he can throw. Um, I think Syracuse was like five and zero to start the year before Clemson. And I think they had a lead on them too. So uh, they're a good team. I'm curious. I hope he can take a next step and uh, get some NFL draft radars. Nice. Yeah. One one guy I'm I'm looking out outside my uh, my top seven who who we had mentioned was Joe Milton from Tennessee, six five two forty five, the big NFL ready frame. Um, he's a big time thrower. Honestly, he, this guy can just launch the ball from anywhere on the field. I think they said he can throw the ball seventy yards from his knees. Um, I watched some some of the throws that he had in the spring game. He he would have taken a sack on one play, but he just cor- uncorked one. Uh, like when basically the play was dead, and he threw it from like the twenty to the goal line. It was pretty unbelievable. Um, in just limited action last year, he had ten big time throws according to PFF. He had eighty two attempts. And just for reference, Caleb Williams had thirty two big time throws on over five hundred attempts. So. When he was in there, he was making the most of his opportunities. Um, like I said, he's got a rocket of a right arm. Throws a really pretty deep ball, honestly, really catchable. Um, and for how strong he is, he actually throws with good pace. Um, and when he keeps himself light in the pocket uh, on his feet, he can be really accurate with the ball. Fit, fits it into tight windows with the strong arm. Um, he doesn't run a ton, but uh, when he does, he's got good power. He's got pretty good speed for, at 245 in the open field. Um, showed a bunch of of good plays on his feet in that uh in that bowl game against Clemson. Um, for me, some some of the negatives and some of the things I'm looking forward to watching him this year because it's going to be his first real year playing. He bounced around a bunch and he hasn't won a starting job anywhere. So, for as much talent as he has, it hasn't stuck. So curious to see why. Curious to see how he looks in this Tennessee offense. Obviously, we dinged Hendon Hooker a little bit for playing in this offense where it's one read. Um, so we'll see how he does this year. Um, and honestly, a similar thing to hooker that I saw his feet get stuck in the mud sometimes when he's not light. Like, like I said, he just gets stuck and he's planted just because he does have a rocket of a right arm. So um, it causes him to miss some, some throws high, especially. Um, and then when he's forced to extend the, the pocket and leave his footwork gets all out of whack and with his arm. So he misses some throws there, but I'm I'm super uh I'm super excited to watch him play because 
a guy with this NFL frame and this kind of arm in this offense, especially where they take so many deep shots where it's just one read and he's throwing the ball 70 yards down the field. He could have a bunch of touchdowns this year. So looking forward to seeing Joe Milton this year. Dude, it's so funny how different our top fives can look right now, just because you got let's say Joe Milton who hasn't, hasn't really started or played any football. Carson Beck is probably going to take over the Georgia job. Hasn't really uh, seen much game tape, so you can't really evaluate him. Ohio State quarterback Kyle McCord, potentially another one who could be draft eligible with a big year and jump onto the radar. Then you got Alabama, too. So a lot of big programs getting new starters, too, where this can all just be for fucking waste this entire episode come come January. I mean, there are even a bunch of guys that that we had mentioned last year that we really like. Devin Leary in in a new spot at at Kentucky now. He was a big-time NFL prospect coming into last year. Tyler Van Dyke at Miami had a miserable year last year, but he showed some good stuff two years ago. Um, Jaden Daniels, who was good at, at LSU last year. A lot of people have him. Um, so there are a couple of guys who, uh, like you said, it could, it could be all for not. Um, but I'm excited. This college football season is approaching in a, in a few months. So love getting the summer scouting going. I need football, man. I need it. Preach. All right. So that's going to wrap it up for us here on between two tackles. Thank you for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed our quarterback summer scouting. Stay with us. We're going to be doing summer scouting up until the college football season. So stay with us. We got the running backs next weekend. So next week. So a really good episode there as always, please rate and subscribe to the pod and follow our Twitter at two tackles with the number two and stick with us. We continue this 2023 off season. Ray appreciate you, my friend.